I do want to talk about practice acquisition because that is that is a conversation that uh, and a topic that we see everywhere. Practice acquisition. We keep hearing if you pull up if you pull up uh, any trade mag, you're going to see. Um, you know the demographics. Ad- advisors are getting older. Where's the who's mm-hmm. replacing them? Where's where's the new blood coming in? And uh, I know that you just a second ago mentioned uh, that you're looking to acquire. Um, but I was what I was curious about. I want to have a conversation. Is I know you've looked at a couple already, and you've uh, waved yourself off, if you will. You no thanks. Uh, tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about that process. What you were looking for, and then maybe uh, since since you didn't buy it, it's okay to say like why you didn't end up yeah. acquiring it. Sure. So we've looked at um, two practices uh, as far as purchasing them, purchasing them, and I will tell you, going into it, I was really naive, thinking, okay, well, it it generates this kind of revenue. It's this and this. Okay, mm-hmm. X. And, you know, it's it's not that simple. It's a process. Um, the last one I went through was probably about a six-month to eight-month process of due diligence. Oh, you were digging in. Oh, yeah. You, you have to. Because if you're what – what I've learned from others is if it doesn't align, like, with your culture, mm-hmm. your investment philosophy, it, those all have to align. Go back to culture. So your culture or your client's culture? Because your clients are a certain style to you. Yeah. I would say the, the culture of the practices have to be the same, right? Like um, how often you do reviews? How often are, is this firm you're trying to buy? What's the culture that they've created yeah. for their client experience? And if that culture is not the same, then I, I think you're setting yourself up for a failure. So you, the culture mm-hmm. has to align um, from a practice perspective. So what's, what's the current client used to getting? Mm-hmm. And is your offering going to be similar or the same? or maybe better, you would hope better, what's that gonna look like? So you really have to spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, what are they doing now? What's the client used to? Yeah. So you gotta kinda jump into the client chair and, and say, okay, okay, who's Trinity Financial Group? What's gonna change? You mm-hmm. know, and so you wanna, you really have to do due diligence on that. So as you're doing that, sorry to point, but okay. as you're doing that, um, I'll do the politician thing with yeah, the yeah. thumb, like that, that's how I always do that. Um, but as you're doing it, how do you do that? Like, do you go in as a, like, walk me through as if I was a new client, or how do you? Yeah, so it's it's going to be an interview process, in a mm-hmm. sense. You're going in, you're you're listening to their presentation. You're looking at what what are you doing now for money for AUM managing them? Are you, mm-hmm. are you fee-based? Are you fee-only? Are you talking insurance? Do you have any, are you doing any kind of insurance at all? I mean, so you're you're literally at the planning table in that firm, and you're and you're you're like take me through as if I'm a client. Take me through your process. So you you have to do that. Um, what kind of products are they offering? What's you know when when you walk into their reception area, what's it look like? What's it feel like? Yeah. You know, is that is that something that resonate? Is your office going to resonate with the with the firm, right, or with the client, potential client? So it's literally spending time in that practice. Did they so in the in the one that you looked at? Did you find them or did they find you? I found them. I found them, and um, that's the other thing too. Is you have you have a lot of buyers out there, yeah, right, and you don't have a lot of sellers, and that's going to change. I think you're going to see more and more people coming to the table because we're it's an I think the average advisor I don't know. I heard some like in their 60s or something, something like that. Yeah. So you're going to see more and more turnover. So you, 
you have to be able to find that per, you have to be able to find that fit and mm-hmm. uh, how I found this practice was actually uh, our custodian Schwab had said hey and I dropped a, a note to my representative at Schwab and said hey if you know of anybody mm-hmm. and they said well we might know somebody and so we, they kind of made a connection and it was like this dating game we went to dinner me and this other uh, individual and we went to like a couple dinners you yeah. know and then once he felt comfortable with me and I felt comfortable with him. He would open the door and we just, you know, we went down that road um, and it was, it's quite a process. So as you were, as you were looking at that, you know, one thing that I, I've had discussions with some other folks is the idea of, you know, what is their, what is their CRM, their client records look like? Are they, are they um, with their AUM, are they, are they in models that are easily manageable or are they, you know, you, some here and some here and some here? Yeah, you you have to look at, so we, we in order to scale, mm-hmm. right, you kind of have to, the client has to kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's, you can't have 400 clients doing 400 different things, right? There has exactly. to be a theme with your practice. And so does that theme, if I'm going to buy this practice, what's the service look like to this practice? You know, what kind of portfolios are they in? Are we doing individual stocks? Are we mutual mm-hmm. fund only, ETFs? I mean, what's it look like? Who's building the model? Who's managing those portfolios? You know, so, you, yeah, you have to go through all that stuff. What's your average age, you know, of, of the client? And, you know, I remember looking at this book and saying, well, I'm going to cross out the lower half of this book. I mean, they're 75, 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, that's an older client, right? So that... The age and the demographic of the book matters. Am I going, are they local? Are they, or is this a nationwide clients everywhere or around the world? I mean, yeah. what's, what's, what's their highest? And I remember asking him, hey, what's your, who's your, what's your hardest client? Keep, tell me who your hardest client is and tell me who your easiest client is. You know, what's, and so you have to go through, you just, it's a lot of time mm-hmm. and energy to ask those questions. Because if you don't, it's, it's, it's not going to end well. I don't think the result's not going to be there for you. So I'm curious for the answer to this question. So I get the sense, I get the sense that most advisors have never valued, actually done a um, objective valuation of their practice. Mm-hmm. And so that when they think of their practice, the number that they think it's worth is just overinflated. Um, did you, is that what you ran into? Yeah. In, you know, it's, what, what they have is worth, you know, is gold and what you've got is worth nothing kind of a mentality. But yeah, you, you when I went back to them and said, okay, well, scratch this, mm-hmm. scratch that, this is what we're looking at. Then, then, then the, the back and forth happens. Well, no, you know, you got to listen to their point of view and their perspective sure. on, well, no, there is value in this. And the answer, no, I don't see the value. There's no value for me. Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. you might think there's value, but I don't see that value. And I think too what 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 people have to be willing to do, Dennis, is walk away. Mm-hmm. Don't try so hard, you know, to fit that round peg in a square hole kind of a mentality. You, you have to be able to walk away, yep. because in the end, that's gonna that's gonna save you time, money, and energy, right? So you have to be able to walk away. So ultimately, with this practice we're talking about, I ended up walking away because the numbers we couldn't agree on the numbers, right? And I kind of mm-hmm. drew a line in the sand and. And I, and I had to stick to that. And we were really close, I think, but it was, at the end of the day, you know, it's, you, you got to have the, the, you got to draw the line in the sand. That walk away point, I, I do have to say, since you have kids, you probably told them this, but I've always told my girls, like, 
especially if like if you're looking at cars or looking to buy something, you have to have a number where you're you can walk away. I also always tell them never fall in love with something that can't love you back. Because you end That's up, good. You know. That 100%. Although I kind of love your truck because you do have a pretty cool truck. The, yes, the, the truck <laughs> is, is a good time. Um, but, yeah, you have to be able to walk away. Yeah. And, um, and you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And so that practice acquisition is something, again, we want to see in the future. Something else that I've that I really like is the, the mentorship thing that I've, I've done mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. – uh, right now I'm working with two different advisors where kind of they're coming under my – process and I'm teaching them mentoring the, the process and the systems they're in their 60s okay mm-hmm. so retirement I mean they can see that in game and uh, I'm going to help them develop and grow their practice they're you know they're using they're kind of under our umbrella if you will so yeah. it's going to be a smooth transition um, so I'm excited about that because you know in, in 10 years when they want to when they want to walk now I know what the book is yeah I know everything about the book and they're using our process it's kind of the same theme. And so I think I'm excited about that because I, I think that's going to be an easy transition. And we bring in a junior advisor to, to sit with these clients for, for a year, year and a half, as they see the transition and the retiring advisor going out. But hey, this person's going to take care of you. Nothing changes. We're not changing custodians. We're not changing our philosophy of investing. So I think there's opportunity for younger advisors like myself to find that, that firm that they have a 10-year runway with, let's say, and say, hey, let's let's work towards this because it'll be beneficial because I'll pay a premium for a practice that's doing the same thing I am, right? Absolutely. Like, it's worth more yep. than someone that's, I've got to go in there and change portfolios or models or whatever. Yep. So so I think that's a good, a good, it's a good model to have. Do you think, do you see that as a, um, do you see that maybe as a better path towards growth than going in and acquiring a, a firm with all its... I think if you had a firm that was really close to yours, so the answer is yes. Mm. Um, Unless you can find that firm that the culture's there, the philosophy of investing is there, and the the mantra is the same. If you find that kind of golden nugget. Tall order. Yeah, yeah. So where you can align yourself with the firm today and Mm -hmm. over this evolution, we'll call it a 10-year runway, you're, you're thinking, okay, they're going to hear it's going to look the same, sound the same, feel the same. So that transition is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and ultimately, there's going to be some clawback. There's going to be some people that just leave because sure. it just happens. So you have to understand that you're never going to probably get them all to transfer or to come over. But not I, like if you buy a firm. Yeah. So I think I think you want to be able to um, really consider again. I think there's opportunity for all of us out there to align ourselves with that, mm-hmm. uh, that firm that kind of has that 10-year or less runway. Yeah. So. so, well, let me ask you this then. So as you, from this experience, from the experience that you just had with this firm, if you were to look at another firm, what would be one thing, what would be one big lesson you would take from that last, from that last experience as you would look at another firm? I would have, I have a process now. Like, and I, I learned this going through this, this last um acquisition is like, okay, what's the first thing we need to identify? So I would say you need to have these identifying factors. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're wasting time. Oops. Otherwise you're wasting time. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want to have that drawn out to where, okay, this is what we're, we're day one. This is what we're going to do and check the box. And if we can't check that box, then nothing else matters. Right. Yeah. So 
What I learned is you got to have you follow a follow a process, and you're checking the box, checking the box, and it probably save you some headache and time because if if this doesn't line up, you can't check this box, then there's no need of going any further. Yeah. And now you're just wasting everybody's time. Yep. Right. And you're hoping that something evolves, but it just it's not going to. So that's what I learned is have a process, stick to that, check the box, check the box, okay, and it's going to move you through that process faster. This podcast is for financial professional use only and not for use with the general public. The information provided is the exclusive property of Creative One and is protected by copyright and other intellectual property laws of the United States. This material has been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide, and should not be relied upon for, accounting, legal, tax or investment advice. Creative One is not responsible for the results of programs discussed on this podcast or any liability stemming from the use of it. Although we may promote or recommend the services offered by this company, agents are ultimately responsible for the use of any materials or services and agree to comply with the compliance requirements of their broker-dealer and registered investment advisor, if applicable, and the insurance carriers they represent. Copyright 2022, Creative One Marketing Corporation.